Hello and welcome to the Kitty Talks podcast. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur, success and business coach, and I'm the co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders who are changing the world. This podcast will show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma program. This seven-week online program will help you let go of anything holding you back and unlock your greatest potential. We've now had over 80 women and three very evolved men go through the program with incredible results. The next time I'm launching my program will be May next year, 2020. And at the moment, there is an early bird price of £395. That will go up to £595 in April. So if you're interested in joining us, go to www.doyourdharma.co.uk. Now, without further ado, I will see you on the other side. Hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me another ex-professional sports person, but we've had one sports person on the show before, before, and it was so enlightening. So I'm very excited to talk to Philip. He's an ex-professional basketball player that is now a sports consultant slash fitness coach. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> and Philip, first of all, welcome to the show. Welcome to Kitty Talks. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on your platform and, um, you know, ex- ex- express and share some of my experiences. Absolutely. And I think, could you explain to the audience, because obviously your bio sort of states that you're an ex-professional basketball player, now kind of sports consultant turned fitness coach. But I know right. there's a lot more to you than that, because when we spoke initially, I know that a lot of what you do now is really help and educate and support kind of young players coming through coming through their careers. Right, exactly. So, you know, the sports consultant side is literally... Um, just mentoring and, and coaching and helping guys, um, most importantly, enjoy the experience um, overseas. So, you know, a lot of these guys would come maybe from America or England and go to like Asia or Middle East. So it would be a completely cultural shock and a cultural difference. So a lot of them find it hard to adjust. I mean, it happened to me when I, when I was younger. And thank God I had older guys who kind of like just mentored me and helped me get through it. If not, I would have struggled. You know what I mean? So this is pretty much what I do and try as help as um, the, the younger professionals, you know, try and get through the, the journey overseas as easy and stress-free as possible. Fabulous. So one of the things we love to do here on Kitty Talks is really dive into your journey and the kind of lessons you've learned on your way. Um, yeah. Like, can you sort of talk me through when like how and how did you get into basketball because i remember you saying was it you said you got in quite late yeah it was was me yeah it was me um yeah yeah this one it's it's a great it's uh it's one of the stories i love telling because um you know i'm from the caribbean yes i've just been there um 
Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. So you, you're not too far from where I'm from. I'm from Antigua and Barbuda. And um, so we, we came out here with family when I was like, I was my mom and two sisters, about 15. And prior to that, literally never did any sport. The only thing I did that was active was pretty much swim and maybe horseback riding with my mom. And that's it. I didn't do anything sports. Didn't play cricket. None of that. Didn't do anything active. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I came here, it was literally a new surroundings, a new background. Had no friends, nothing. The only friends I had were two sisters. They were older than me. And of course, they didn't want to te- take me around with them all, all the time. You know, they're young teenagers. And, stuff. and so I'm young pretty much by myself. So my mom told me, you should get into sport. You know, sports are a great way to find, you know, new friends, meet new people and stuff like that. And it just so happened to to come the area we moved in. I met this guy, and um, today he's one of my best friends. And uh, he was like, "Hey, what are you doing? What's your name? Come over here." And he's from also the Caribbean. And we just um, we just clicked. And he's actually the first guy that took me to basketball. So he takes me to basketball. I'm like 15, and I'm like, "Okay, this is a very fast and athletic sport. Wow, it's so fast, but it's very exciting to watch." But of course, these guys are older than me, and uh, they were like three. Uh, four years older than me, and uh, it was just a sh- too, too, too much of a fast pace, and too, you know, I'm playing against older guys, so I just couldn't even compete. No one would pick me. I just couldn't play. So I, all, I, all I did was literally just bounce the ball and just watch. But when I did shoot around on my own, a couple of guys, oh, you, you, you seem that you would have, you can, you could be good at this. And one of the my friend's friend was like, oh, I know this guy called Jack, who's uh, who's Polish, and he moved here to try, um, he moved from Poland to England to try and bring basketball and, and bring his knowledge into to England and try to improve basketball here in a sense. So he had a youth team, team and um, they, they took me there and I, I went and yeah, actually I met him last weekend. We were just talking through this story and he said he remembered seeing me and he was like, oh, he goes, ah, oh. and he's very, very, very straightforward guy. So he was like, oh, listen, I'll be honest, you're not going to make the team. You're not tall enough and you're not good enough. And I've really got a lot of guys in front of you. You're not, you're just not going to make, you're not good enough. And literally that's the first, without even really having a conversation, that was the first thing he said to me. I was like, okay. I literally, literally, I was telling Helen this, um, I, I, this is why coaching is very, has come very natural to me because I literally self-taught myself. I coached myself in how to play basketball. So what I would do is, um, I remember telling my mom, you know, I, I like basketball. I'm starting to like basketball and I'm starting to make friends. And uh, she, of course she was happy. I'm making friends and I'm staying out of trouble. So she was like, okay. And I was like, um, you know, can we get like a, a like an NBA channel? There was an NBA channel then and we can watch NBA games. She was like, sure. As long as you know, you, you know, you watch it, you stay out of trouble and uh, you, you put effort into it. Sure. And she got it. And I remember I should just watch. I used to watch games of my favorite players. And I limit, literally mimic what they did on, on, by myself practicing. So I, I remember at that time we had like um there was a there was a there was a basketball hoop in like a recreation center, but it was only open in the daytimes. And of course, if you wanted a member or something, you couldn't go in there. I remember trying to go in there a couple of times. I was like, no, nah, you're not a member. But if you know anything about basketball, basketball is an indoor sport played on wood, right? And or outdoor sport played on concrete. It's not a sport played on grass. So there was literally a basketball hoop on grass. So what I would do is like train at night when there was no one around and it was like a little fence. I'll hop over the fence and I'll train at night in the dark on grass. So 
it was weird because I was obviously, if I was to tell someone today, that's, that's not advice I would give them, right? I'll tell them to find a call and, you know, so they have the proper surroundings. But it actually helped me and improved my skills so much more, so much quicker than anyone else because I was constantly at it and I was practicing in 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 terrible conditions, in a sense, you know what I mean. So, um, where did you get your drive from? Like, how did you know that this I, I was something know. you wanted it, to do? It was weird because as I started practicing, becoming better, I started I started getting more friends, and I just started having people giving me reinforcements, like saying, "Oh, wow, you you're getting taller. Oh, you get you oh you getting better. Oh, you play basketball. Oh." You're getting good at it. So it was kind of people, other people telling me that how, how more, how um, good I was improving that started, started giving me more drive. And of course, the coach from the Polish coach I was telling you about that told me I couldn't make it. I kind of wanted to prove him that now I can make this team. This team is not that great. I can make it. If I just put my mind to it, I can make it. So my whole, throughout the whole summer was, trying to prove him wrong, going back to him and saying, I can make this team. So I'll do anything, practice it just to make a team. So that was my drive, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. And I, and how did it make you feel when you were playing basketball? I mean, it felt great. It, it, was, the only, it was the one time I could stress relief. I can, nothing else mattered. Only thing that mattered was the game, right? And mm-hmm. me doing my best and helping the team win. win. So it was weird, like, I would get into like zones, in, into like a meditation field where I, I didn't care what was going on around me. Nothing around me could bother me. It was just about the game. And uh, yeah, it was it was just a great flow. It was a, like a flow of things. Like when I had my best games, I was in an unbelievable flow where I wouldn't even remember after the game how exactly what I did, but I knew I was in a flow and nothing, no one could say, do, whatever could just stop me from that flow. I love that that's now that's my type of conversation because that's you know I truly believe when we are doing things that we love that we're good at that we're passionate about we get this flow sensation like um you know artists talk about it sports people talk about it I remember it you know when I used to play sport um so I you know that for me is a great great signpost that you're you're doing something you should be doing absolutely absolutely and it was weird because obviously as I get older, as I got older in my professional career, then I started realizing, I said, oh, this is what I'm great at. This is what, so for instance, I gave this example. It's like a wall, right? So you have a wall and there's, there's, there's water on the other side. So if you poke holes in it, obviously water would flow out, right? So on a basketball team, you have all these holes. So you have different positions and different roles in your team. And these, these holes are plugged by different people. Right. Mm, mm. So now you have a w- wall and there's five holes and four, all four holes are plugged. There's still one and there's water coming out. I felt it's my job to plug in that last hole to make it a one hole wall where there's no leaks. And and when I did that perfectly was the was every time, every, every, every team I was on was pretty much successful. We either won a championship or we were close to winning a championship. I mean, I've been blessed to win about four different championships in four different countries. And, and this was by everybody playing to their strengths. Is that what you mean? Everybody playing to, playing to the strengths. I played on many teams where everyone is super talented, but we never won, right? Because mm. it was just talent. But when it was a less talent, but everyone was good at their 
various roles because no one had never had the same role. Everyone has different roles. Like on a team, my role could be a, a, a loud leader. I lead and I have to be outspoken. Or I could be a quiet leader and lead by my performance. Or my role could be a defensive. I had to always pick the, the best offensive player on the other team and try to stop them from having good games. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's so a great, it's- great metaphor for life because I truly believe that all of us have got something we can give. But actually, when we put those things together, like you said, you're unbeatable. You know, like, I'll give you an example in my business. Like, I do the bit I love and then I outsource the bits I don't love to the people that love them. And it's kind of like everybody's doing the bit they're really good at and everybody's doing the bit they really love. And consequently, you become really strong together. Whereas if I was just left to my own devices, I'd never finish anything. Exactly, exactly. And that that's why to today I can I can relate. Basketball is so special to me and it's done a lot, many wonderful things to me. I can relate to anything. I can go to a, I can go to a business meeting right now and everything I'll talk about would might be business, but I'll literally relate it all to basketball and team teamwork. So I can relate anything to basketball. You know what I mean? Of how I approach the mental approach, the physical approach, and, and how everyone needs has their roles, and you have to you better off uh, um, being great at a certain role than you being everything being good at, mm-hmm. at, at everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it could be, yeah, yeah. become too demanding. But if you're great at saying one or two things, you're more vi- valuable on in any team or any team or any different country you could go you could go to. So that's how my approach was. Absolutely. I was like, let me, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So you're a late starter, but you were a late starter right. that caught up really quickly. Talk to me about your basketball career. It sounds like it took off amazingly. It, well, of course, not at first. <laughs> not at first, because my late start, I was literally catching up. I remember playing and we were just playing. I was playing against guys that were bigger. Also, I grew late. So I was playing guys that were bigger, stronger, more athletic. But it's just my will, my drive. I just, I always had like a never back down from anyone kind of attitude. So that helped me. And um, again, I was I was talking to my ex-coach and he he gave a, he, he basically speaks in a lot of, because he's pretty well known in the sports industry in Poland. So he said he went to a university and he had, um, they talked to one of the big sports universities out there and he was giving di- different examples. And for some reason, my name came up and he was like, oh, I have to give you an example for this one kid. One of my first, because, at the time, it was my literally my first team, and he was literally his second year coaching a youth team. So it was like one kid I came across, and it always stuck with me to the, to the day is his approach to the game. I remember we went to a we went to a, a tournament in France, and this tournament had um, the best top high school uh, um, players in the U.S. Like it was like four of them that were estimated to go to the NBA, which is the best level in the world. Um, there was a top European uh, Croatian national team. There was a French national team, which is which was led by Tony Parker, who played in the NBA. He's got a lot of championships. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, and there was uh, there was another team. I think it was either Serbian or it was another. It was all oh, the rush. I can't I can't remember exactly, but these were the top four teams in this tournament, and they had they brought all the best young players. So I remember my coach. We go into this tournament, and we were like nobodies, right? We were the best, the all stars from from England. We go to this tournament. So we were literally predicted to finish last. So we go to this tournament, and um, and I always always have this conversation with the coach. He was like, yeah, I'll still, to the day, 
was, I was still look like the only one that's with the kids, with the new teams. I would always come with them, uh, coach, who are, we, who are we playing today? And I'd be like, yo, what's the best player? Who's the best player? And I'm like, all right, so what position do they play? Right, what's, what are we trying to do? Right? And I would just sit with him and talk. And it was weird. Every, every game, I would just sit with him. So we'll be, okay, cool. And I'd be like, all right, so that's the, all right. And I'd go ahead and do it, right? So I, I remember I went over it. I was like, coach, who are you playing? He was like, uh, he, he, he was kind of down. Because I remember as he, te- as he told me this last weekend, and he started coming back. He was like, we play Croatia. He was like, look, look at that draw. And he showed me, he goes, Croatia, France, U.S., and us. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, we played. I was so excited. I was like, we played the U.S. team? He goes, yeah. I was like, okay. And he was looking at me like, boy, why are you so excited? I was like, <laughs> yeah, they're we really played the U.S. team, dude. <laughs> right. He was like, what? First of us, we played the U.S. team the second game. We have to look at the Croatian team. He goes, look. And they were practicing. And I'm talking about this is probably the toilet team I've ever seen. And this is like kids. We were like 16, right? We had, they had seven for the seven. The, the point guard was like, if you know basketball, point guards are normally the shortest guys. The point guards were like six five. They were like six seven, six eight. The biggest guy, he was seven two. And this is 16 year olds, 16, 17 year olds at the time. But I'm looking at them like, okay. And he was like, telling this, this college, he was like, I never forget his response. He's just eating, he's eating pizza at a time. And I was like, look at this team. And he was like, I was like, okay. They, just, they look like tall stiffs to me. And he looked at me like, what? This is like Croatia. This is like one of the top teams in Europe. And I was like, nah, we'll beat them. And I just walked off. <laughs> and he was looking at me like, what? Brilliant. Stuff? Right? Where he was like, what? what's wrong with this kid? And he was like, he was like, what's wrong with this kid's crazy? And of course, we played the game. And he said, you remember him being nervous. I remember him looking on the other side and being nervous. We played his game. And, and, and it's great. We beat them. I was the leading scorer. And we beat this, this top-ranked European team. And from there, it just my career started kicking off. And um, it started growing. I just started getting better and just had loads of confidence. And then he was saying, to today, that's how he coached. He was like, he didn't care who we, he, he, who we faced. He never backed down from any team that he faced or coached. And he, he, he kind of took my mentality of, I don't care who, who we faced. And it was weird because I was taught, I was, you know, appreciate him because I, I thought he helped me in so many ways but I also helped him and I didn't never knew this until like literally last weekend when he told me the story and um and he talks about me all the time so it, it's it, it's crazy so um nice yeah so literally that was like the first time I knew I was like oh I can compete against anyone oh and and sorry to make the story even longer we played the U.S. team and mm-hmm. these guys, I remember everyone was like, well, everyone was scared of them, right? Even my teammates. Really? Like, oh, this guy's going to NBA. This guy's going, oh, this guy can go That's to NBA. That's probably how a lot of like, like, they win, isn't it? Because they've got this, everybody's scared of them. They like put it out Literally, this is how they win. As soon as they step on the court, the other team's lost because the other team's like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah, parents, scared and intimidated. Oh. So they've lost already. Exactly. I didn't care. We won that game too. <laughs> we won that game. And I, I had a great game as well. And that's when, literally, that's how I got to the States. Because when I played them, they were like, yo, who is this kid? Because like, I'm a nobody. They're like, who is this guy? And they, they were, I to my coach, my coach was like, oh, yeah, he just started playing basketball, blah, blah, blah. He's really good. Um, then then they, they invited me to a couple of uh, camps in America, and this is how I got a scholarship. And this is how I, I got a scholarship to America from that tournament, really. And talk yeah. to me, because um, one of the things that we talk about in our podcast is how, you know, when you – 
follow this like trail of excitement when you're you know following your passions when you're utilizing your unique gifts and talents you're kind of in alignment with who you're who you are and what you're supposed to be doing on the planet and one of the things that I've experienced in my own life and I've seen with all the guys who've been through our program is once you kind of line get lined up so to speak and you're especially with you and your sound like you had a great mindset that we experience synchronicity you know the right people turn up at the right time you you have some crazy like I've had some crazy shit actually actually happen in my life like mm. the the non-profit organization that I run now I was so determined that I was going to run it like even before I even knew anybody who was in it um and I think because I was kind of really determined took action towards it it was something that I was really passionate about and really gifted in and I had the most amazing synchronicity because this woman who I had connected with nine months previously who's now my partner you know really contacted me out of the blue saying did I want to get involved um so I just wondered if you had any kind of weird and wonderful synchronicities that you could share with us yeah oh man this that's that's a that's a great question you know I mean, I've had, I've been blessed to have a long career and I've had so many of those happen. And I'm just trying to pinpoint one, but it kind of, it, it kind of just, like you said, it kind of just goes in the flow and, and, and it's like building blocks, right? And it just, it just happens so smoothly, right? When you think about it now, of course, then you were like, oh my God, this, this, this is not work. This is not, you know, this can't, it might not work out, right? I mean, just playing that game, all of a sudden I get invited to a camp and from the camp, my coach some happened to know this guy from Europe and he was, he was a good friend with the high school coach that I went to. And he was like, Oh, get this kid. And they got me. Then from there, um, there was this coach because this is prior to like YouTube, how it is now. Right. I can easily just put some highlights together and send it to any school I want in America. Right. And they could take a look at me through the internet. Back then it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? So people actually have to be word of mouth to actually be there to see you because no one is recruiting you, especially your international student, just bare of video. They want to see you in person, see how you how you interact with other kids and how you perform under pressure and stuff like that. And it was just everything was falling in place. All of a sudden I'm in America by myself, away from my family. And I'm like, how did I get here? You know what I mean? From playing basketball at fifteen. All of a sudden I'm seventeen in high school in the States and playing basketball and getting my education paid for me. Then same thing when I when I when I graduated, I wanted to graduate and probably just start up a business. And I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna. I, I mean, I've got an education, amazing through basketball, and okay, I'll just start off a business or something. And um, uh, just a random. I'm just. I came back to London. A random guy just came and goes, hey, he goes, oh, you was in states, right? I was like, yeah, I went to school out there. He goes, oh yeah, I followed you. You did you had a good career. Have you considered playing professional basketball? I was like, nah. You know what I mean? Oh, nah, professional basketball. I'm not that good. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, nah, I don't know an agent. And that's how I got my agent. And he, then he, he, I said, oh, would you consider playing in Germany and Poland and stuff like that? And first country I played in was professionally was Poland. This is, this is back then. This is when it's not it is now. Now it's a little bit more tourism. There's more tourism there. This is part of that. And, and I played not far from the city where my first coach is from, Nice, you know, mm. and, and it's crazy. I just, before I met my, 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 my ex coach last weekend, I just booked to go to Krakow 
which is like very tourism and very historical city. And, and, and I meet my ex-coach and he goes, dude, I'm from that city. You know what I mean? So everything is, just comes full circle, right? And that's how my career, my career just went. Of course, there was, of course, there was many ups and downs. There was sometimes where I got a contract, you know, where I was like, nah, I'm gonna go for the money, more money. And I went to the place and I hated it because I was unhappy. You know what I mean? So then Rather I than following your heart, yeah. Exactly. Follow your heart. Um, you'd rather be, make less money, but be happy in the country, in the situation, and on the team and be happier. One, you're going to perform better. And two, you're going to enjoy it better. So that, that's how my mindset started becoming. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, that's, so what advice would you have for our listeners? You know, everyone who listens to this podcast is in how, in the kind of create our dream life conversation. You know, that's, that's the conversation yeah. I'm in. I'm in the purpose conversation. I'm all about people uncovering and discovering what they love, going towards it and then making a difference with their lives. But what advice would you have for our listeners? They're kind of on this journey, you know, and as we know, mindset is everything and our minds tend to play games with us. Um, right. So what advice would you have for somebody listening who potentially, you know, wants to go for it, but mm, is a bit unsure? Uh, I would 100% um, recommend following your passion. Uh, um, the great thing is some people are lucky enough to find their passion and, and, and just stumble onto it. But, oh, that's, I'm passionate about this. You know what I mean? Some people know off the, off the gate. Some people stumble onto it. But it's follow your passion. Whatever the passion is, is follow it and don't be scared there's so many different ways let's say your passion is art or something you have a full-time job you can always do art part-time and keep and just improve it because practice it they don't say practice makes perfect for no reason you have to practice practice behind the scenes is what makes you great at whatever you do no one successful doesn't come from the blood sweat and tears in practice to be performing at the biggest stage right without any of that practice any of that backstage so you can always do it. It just, you have to break it down. Like it, it, prior to, you know, basketball was my passion. You know what I mean? And, and, and it so happened to, I went from basketball to coaching. That's my passion again, because it all smoothly came together. But prior to it coming together, I, I was, I had all these different other silly ideas, which were all crazy ideas. You know what I mean, it just so happened that this coaching was like a third idea. I was like, yeah, I think coaching can be, perfect because that's natural to me you know what i mean helping others and trying to help others and trying to guide them into a healthy lifestyle that's that's what that's what i've done and that's how i did i coach myself you know what i mean so it's all about of course it's going to be tough hard work takes hard work and dedication and commitment but you'd rather do something that you're passionate than sometimes something you don't like think about it yeah how many people that work or you can even have the highest paying job, but you don't like it, and it doesn't, it doesn't, you just make you happy. Then it can, it can make you stressed. It can make you depressed. You know what I mean? Because you have all these deadlines. You just constantly work, 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 work. But you can less, you can make less money, or find yourself in the country you want to be, or around people that you love, and just excited to get up every day and do this, to do what you do every day. And why and do that, you think it so works, much... Philip? Why do you think following your passion works? Why do you, why I think it works? Yeah. It it works because it it's it, you know it enriches you, right? So it, it works because 
it changes all the pulses of your body and it's all positive, right? There's no negative, yeah? With things that you do that that's not you're not passionate about, there's so many there's so many negatives that can pull you into different directions. Whereas, whereas something you're passionate about and something that you're happy doing, it's not it's, it's a lot of positivity. So it it kind of sets you on the right path. And all you can do is build and build and build, build and progress from that. Whereas if you're doing something you don't like, it's, it's so many distractions, so many different ways you can go that's not going to lead you necessarily anywhere that you, you might want to be. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. And life's too short, isn't it? You know, life is too short to be to do stuff that we don't enjoy. Um, and I think... Absolutely. You know, if you're listening to this and you've got resistance, that's one of the things that I always talk about is how much resistance we get around something. If you're starting to get resistance about a job, a relationship, you know, there's that kind of nagging doubt comes up that's a signpost that's your inner sat nav that is really talking to you um and i you know none of us are taught but none of us are taught this are we we kind of learn it the hard way you know we learn it through trial and error um that if we ignore that inner sat nav if we ignore that nagging doubt if we ignore that resistance and i do think that the universe has a way of correcting us and putting us on the right path absolutely but also key to be successful in everything you do is learning from your mistakes. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't think it's going to work or you're going to be successful in this sport if you don't learn from mistakes because you're going to have loads of mistakes. But just learning, say, oh, that situation, yeah, that didn't go well. All right, let me refine it. Let me do this. Let me go. Let me try and change it up a little bit. And that's how you get better. That's how you become uh, m- the most important thing for me was longevity. It's longevity. Learning from my mistakes and improving and um, doing things different and just keep building, building. You know what I mean? So it's super important to learn from your past experiences and try to, and with anything, right? Relationships, with, with work, you know what I mean? You can't keep doing the same thing because, you know, you're not getting anywhere keep doing the same thing because you, how, how are you going to get a different result if you keep doing the same thing that didn't work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and can you share with us, because I know you said you got injured, you know, that was how your career ended. Yeah. Like, can you sort of share with me that, that part of your journey? Because I think there'll be some real gifts in that for people. Yeah, it, it wasn't when my career ended. That's another story. But um, I, I'm very happy that I, I was able to stop to retire on my own cord, right? So not no one telling me, oh, you're not, you're too old, or you, you, my body was breaking down completely where I couldn't walk, or I was, I had a bad injury where I couldn't perform, or an owner saying, now we're not going to pay you because you're old. You know what I mean? So I'm so, I was so happy that I can walk away from the game that I love on my own cord. But as far as the injury, this happened to team like in the middle of my career, and uh, I, I remember this because. A team contacted me, my agent, and my agent contacted me, oh, this team really likes you. Uh, they're willing to pay a lot. But the only thing, they want to they wanna bring you in in the summer and see you in person. You know, see you, you know, gel with the team. They're going to have, like, a couple of friendly games against, um, I think, a, a two U.S. teams or something like that. And they, they wanted you to come in and play and see how you adjust. I was like, cool. When, when is that? Two weeks from now. I was like, perfect. So I said, okay, now I'm going to train. I'm going to yeah. train for a week hard. Then just before it, I was going to play a tournament here just to get, you know what I mean, a feel for it. Because in the summertime, you generally just train 
and don't play too much basketball. You know what I mean? If you're smart. When I was young, I just played loads of basketball. But you need your time. You need to give your body time to rest and adjust because it's it's constant grinding on your body, your joints. You know what I mean? Every day in the season, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, so my friend tells me at this tournament, I go to this tournament playing. This is great playing where we're winning the game. This is like, I can't even make this up. Two minutes left in the game. I should have even came out. This coach just subbed me out, but I was just there. I was kind of tired at this point. And some guy goes up, recklessly goes up, hits another guy. Another guy falls right into my knee, right? Bang. Oh. I hyperextend my knee. Thank God I didn't blow, I didn't blow out all the, the, the major ligaments. But I'm in this tense pain, blah, blah. And, but this is like a, on a Friday. I'm meant to go to this country on a Monday. I already got the tickets. Of course, couldn't go, couldn't move. Mm. I, had to, I had to contact my agent like, oh, my God, you never know. I, of course, I had to tell him the truth. Do I hurt my knee? He's like, yeah, is it yeah. bad? Do, do we need to get a, a surgeon? I was like, I don't think I need a surgeon. I went to the physio. He said, there's, I mean, there's not ligament. There's no ligament damage, but it's, I won't be. It's hyperextended really badly, so I won't be able to put pressure on it for at least two months. He's like, oh, man. Okay, let's, let me get back and see if I can prolong the situation. So we try to prolong it for two weeks or more. But they were like, look, we want now because we want to sign someone right now. Wow. Right? And, of course, I got a message from the team. They were like, we're sorry, we really liked you, but, of course, we want to see you in person. So we end up going with someone else. And I was devastated. Oh, because, no. Because, you know, prior in your head, you like, yeah, you're already you, there. You start doing the research. Yeah, you start doing the research. Because, I mean, if I'm thinking injured, I was physically, I was physically fit. Because I, I did my research. It was a nice city. Um, it was great money. It was like the ideal situation. I could have helped them get them to where they wanted. And, and it's weird. And it's weird, right? Because, of course, I get injured, blah, blah, blah. So now I'm, I'm going to, oh, man, I, Oh man, so I'm I'm starting in truth because I can't do anything. It's not like I can train because sometimes this is the game. Sometimes you get hit, you get messaged by your email. I'm sorry, emailed by your agent, and they're like, well, "I got a job for you." But you you always have to know they're looking at three to five other guys in that same position, right? right? Okay. So you you go into for this job with five other people. So it's on them whoever they really want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then then. When they say, okay, we want you, it's still down to two because they always have to have a backup just in case something happens with you and you don't sign. So they'll sign somebody else. So that's how I started looking at me. So, so I was like, oh, man, okay. So I couldn't do anything. I couldn't train, couldn't do anything. So my mind started playing, you know what I mean? Now your yeah, mind yeah. starts working against you. you. Right. Starts playing little tricks on you. Like, dude, you might, what's going to happen? You might not be able to do this again. What are you going to do if you can't do this no more? Um, you might not be able to walk properly. What about you can't get back to 100%? So all these questions I'm asking myself, and, and, and it's weird because to today, every time I get injured, sick, really bad, so I always go to my mom. That's why I, the main reason I wanted to live in, in London because my mom lives here now. I wanted to be close to my mom. And she's always been positive, always been a positive. You know what I mean? Nice, yeah. So every time I'm around her, she's always positive. Like, don't worry, it's okay. You know, She was a nurse, so she'd be like, yeah, don't worry, you know, we'll get you back, blah, blah, blah. So there's never no doubt. Of course, you know, mom's a mom. They're like, okay, do you have a backup plan? But she knows I've always been smart. I always had a backup. I had an education. I can always, you know what I mean? I always wanted that as an athlete. That's very important as an athlete. Always have a backup just in case because it's a sport. You can blow up your knee. You can have a serious injury, injury, God forbid, but it, it can happen. You know what I mean? You're not superhuman. 
So you always have to have a backup. So thank God I always had a backup, but it was, I still wanted to do what I was passionate about. You know what I mean? So now this injury was close to putting me on the shelf. And, but I was like, nah, man. So then I started thinking to when I was back to when I was a kid, right? Oh, they said I couldn't make the team. I, nah, I'm a coach. Nah, I'm going to get back. I mean, it's, a, it's an injury. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not, no, nah, I could do this. And I just like putting hard work, hard work, and hard work. And I can go back to it. But it was, it was a constant fight between my body and, and my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once the hardest part as an athlete is getting back both of them in a neutral position and where they're both on board, we're going into the same direction. And that's it. And then you're back to your prime and back to doing whatever you, you're great at. But that's a constant battle between mind and body. So what did you as do? As an athlete. So I did, I, I, I mean, like, of course, I said, look, I, I, I just came to the point, I said, yo, to my agent, look, look, don't email me no more. Let me just get, let me work on me. Let me get back to be, becoming 100%. When I'm close to 100%, I'm going to email you back. Then you're going to tell me what is available, what's, what's left on the market, then, then we'll make a decision on, on what team we're going to sign with. Until then, I'm going to work on me. I'm going to get back to square one, doing the stuff I used to do in college, right? Or the sprints and all that, and just go super hard to, to making my body really adjust and bounce back stronger than what it, what I, what, what I, what I, how I was prior to the injury. And I, that's what I did. I, just, I literally just, and it was weird because I just, kind of like locked off myself from everybody else and just focused on me and, and rehabbing. You know what I mean? Because when, when I'll see friends, parents be like, oh, what's up? Oh, dude, what are you doing still here? Don't you, aren't you, aren't you signed with the team? You know what I mean? So that became also depressing because imagine your own friends or people that you know you at this time, you're normally overseas playing for a team, you know, but you're here. And you have you don't have a job because you're injured and you're trying to get back to where I am. And it's the same story. So I was like, I'm gonna just lock myself up from everybody and just get back to where I was. That when I'm when I'm ready, I'm I'm good to go. So that was my that was my mindset. But I'm glad I've had that strong mindset because I know other people that has happened to them and I'm I've always trying to be, you know, supported and help them. But a lot of people don't have the same mindset as me. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it takes you know, a certain so, character, doesn't it, to be able to put yourself back together again, especially when you have an injury or, you know, your whole livelihood is effect- affected, isn't it, when you are a professional athlete? Absolutely. And so imagine I have I come back from the injury, and of course, I, I, I was I had to I come back way past the signing deadline. So now teams are lowballing me, like, oh yeah, we like you, blah blah blah. blah. So what happened? So now they, why didn't you sign earlier? So I. You know, I wasn't gonna tell them I had a knee injury. You know, so you know, I had a setback. You know what I mean? Mm. So That's now cool. team is lower. So now I signed. Yeah. So now I signed for a team for like way less than what I was a got with the other team. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm unhappy as itself, but it also gave me motivation to having to prove people wrong again. You know what I mean? So, which is good for athletes because I, I think you keep improving when you have to. Pr- feel you have to prove other people wrong all the time. When you, when you, if you come to a state where you sell that, yeah, I'm, I'm great, then you're not really, you know what I mean? You can easily fall off and you, you're not going to be win championships or win medals like so, when you had that hunger. So question for you. Yeah. What, it, what is it that you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger that could maybe help and, or serve one of our listeners? 
Um, um, sacrifice. Okay. Um, for me to, for you to be great, because you know I'm a sportsman, so I'm gonna talk specifically more about sport. In sport, in my sport, it took a lot of sacrifice. Um, but I didn't know at the time. I really I should have even sacrificed even more, especially when I was in college. So in college, you literally like a pro. You're literally a pro athlete. Well, I'll say semi-pro. You're doing pro-like stuff, training, games, but you're not getting paid. The semi-part goes, you're not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. They're paying you in like in academics, like a scholarship, athletic scholarship. So you have to try and balance, right? You don't yeah. want to be just all sport and not have not, don't enjoy it because it's a fact. College life is the best life, best time of your life, right? But so you have to try and balance it where it's, it's not just sport. You want to, you know, go out with your friends, do stuff, go to parties. But to be honest, you, as a young age, it's very important for you to really sacrifice. Work out what you, you sacrifice, want. Work out what you want. Have that goal and sacrifice for that goal because all that yeah. stuff will come. All that party, all that money, all the, all the thing you want to do, you can do when you establish in that sport that you sacrifice for it will all yeah. come back in fold it's really mm-hmm. interesting i was having that conversation with my a friend of mine who's here doing some work on our house and he has a dream that he wants to sail around the world and we were talking about sacrifice because right. we were saying you know a lot of people you know people can be inviting him out at the weekends and you know he wants to go sailing because he really wants to do this this is you know he's pretty really passionate about sailing around the world and he was kind of saying, you know, sometimes in life you just, if you've got something that you really want, you do have to sacrifice things for it. And I think it's a really good conversation because if we want to, like for me, I'm in the create your dream life conversation. And if if you want to create your dream life, you are going to have to sacrifice other things. You know, I have a big mission here, Philip, with educating and helping other people really live amazing lives you know and I feel really passionate about that and of course I do do sacrifice other stuff because it's kind of like my driving force um so I think if you're listening we're gonna we're gonna wrap up now but if you're listening you know Philip makes such a great point like work out what is truly important to you um and when we have a kind of vision a mission for our lives that's you know that's higher that's serving that's higher than us, you know, that we're serving and motivated by serving other people. It really is a good motivator. So get really clear on what you want and, and yeah, there'll be a bit of sacrifice, but boy, uh, you know, it's worth it, isn't it? It's absolutely worth it because there's nothing better than doing what you love and it taking you around the world and you being super cultured and super experienced in life and just doing things that you never imagined you could have done or seen as a kid. You know what I mean? Mm, so absolutely, I can't be any happier. Well, thank you so much. And, and Philip, um, how can people find you now? Like if they want to connect with you, um, let me know how they can find you. Sure. I, I try to, you know, there's too many things, too many social media uh, platforms. So I try to stick to one and that's my Instagram. So you guys can catch me on my Instagram for, you know, daily motivation. Uh, positivity, fitness, sports. Uh, my Instagram's um at Philip Perry, which is P H I L I P 
P-E-R-R-E, Philip Perry. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, if you have enjoyed this interview, please tag both of us when you are listening to it so we know um, that you're listening and we can share. And I'd love to know your insights from this interview. And if you're out there doing your dharma, going after your dream life, then, you know, take heart from this. You know, it, this this shit works is one of my favourite expressions, Philip. Definitely. You know? I, I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even know we can cuss, so that's even better. But yeah, <laughs> this shit definitely works. I mean, it's all about hard work, dedication. I mean, it sounds a lot tougher, but it's not. I mean, you, you have that, you have your goal and you're, and you're passionate about it. Go after it, no matter what. And very important, eliminate all the negativity, especially negative people that say you can't do this or oh no, nah, that's nah, that's too tough. Are you really why? No, nah, it's all about positivity. Have positive people and have positive surroundings around you. This is a, a, a big time uh, um, excellent block to you to get to where you want to be. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, Philip, thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, and you're beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Beautiful human being doing wonderful things in the world. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I loved being on your platform. Hopefully um, we can do this again. Absolutely. And and um, we will see you next week with another amazing guest demonstrating that you can do what you love and make it work. But uh, that's bye for me. And Philip, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the kitty talks podcast i do hope you've enjoyed this solo cast or this guest this week i try and interview the most amazing people so you guys can really get some insight into how you can build amazing lives in alignment with your soul if you haven't already come over and follow me on instagram kitty underscore talks and i'm also on facebook and we have a free facebook community so why not come and join us